Somebody shout amen. Praise God. It is good to be here at the sanctuary tonight. Amen. And to know that God is going to do great things. Amen. I, uh, I don't know why I'm the sandwich in the middle here of these great other preachers that they're bringing. <laughs> but here I am. You got to deal with me tonight, like it or not. Amen. But it is so good to be here. I uh, dearly love Pastor Kyle and his family. Amen. Known them for many, many years. Straight out of Bible school, came down to Florida and connected, amen, with South Florida and love Pastor and Sister Kyle. How many love your pastor? Amen. You love your pastor? Praise God. It's the greatest gift that God can give. Now, I'm not preaching about it, but the Bible does say in the Old Testament that he would give them pastors after his own heart. And this is what he said, read it, it's in the Bible, that after he gave them pastors after his own heart, they would no longer say Ark of the Covenant. They would no longer ask for the Ark of the Covenant. I'm not, I'm not going to preach it, but I could preach it. Your pastor is such a blessing to you. He is such a blessing to you. He is su- he's the angel of the church. That when you've got a great pastor after God's own heart, amen, they weren't even asking for the Ark of the Covenant anymore. Praise God. That's how valuable a pastor is. People today kind of just discard pastors. But pastors are more valuable than the Ark of the Covenant in God's eyes. So that's pretty cool in my opinion. But it is good to be here. And I also thank you for coming out on Wednesday. I know it was raining and there was lightning and thunder Amen, and uh, I'm glad that you are here. I honor all of the church staff, everybody that works so hard, and I especially honor my wife tonight. Amen, I love her dearly. Everybody talks about what a great job we're doing in the church, but it's really her. I'm just there, and uh, I love my boys. Andrew, Lucas, Matthew, and Lincoln are here with us tonight, and Matthew, pray, say a prayer for Matthew, they told him he has pneumonia today, but we brought him to church, God can do something in his body tonight, amen, praise God, Nehemiah chapter 8, we're going to read a few verses of scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8, uh, beginning in verse 1, if you've got it, say amen, all right, only three of us, so we'll wait a little bit, praise God, Amen. You can cheat on the screen, I'm sure. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1 says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women. And all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday, before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah and Shema and Aniah and Urijah, and Hilkiah, and Maaseiah, and on his right hand, and on his left hand, Padiah, and Mishael, and Malchiah, 
and Hashum and Hashbadana, Zechariah and Meshulam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Somebody say Amen. Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. I want to preach tonight in the middle of this week. And the people said, Amen. Amen. And the people said, Let's try it again. And the people said, Praise God. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask that you would have your way tonight. Speak to our hearts and our minds. Uh, God, I pray somebody would be touched, renewed, refreshed. Uh, have your way. Do your will and speak to this people. Open our hearts to understand and our ears to hear. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. It was the 4th of October 2011, when this little gurgling mix of wonder and joy uh, was heard in an incredible moment as a child began to hear his mother's voice for the first time. The baby was only eight months old. His name was Jonathan, and he was born deaf. He could not hear. But when they diagnosed him and they studied a little bit further what kind of deafness he had, they realized that with cochlear implants, they could put some cochlear implants in his ears and he could possibly hear. If you watch the video, it is an amazing moment to watch. Mom and dad and baby Jonathan are in the office of uh, the doctor's office and uh, just seconds before the implant is turned on. They have put it in his ear. They have got everything just right. They've got mom and dad ready with cameras and all that you would need for a moment like that. And just seconds before the implant is turned on, Jonathan is resting in his mother's arms. There is no reaction. There is no emotion. There is nothing really happening at all. Jonathan is just living as he has lived for the past eight months, not hearing anything, not being able to know any kind of sound around him. All of a sudden, a few seconds later, the doctor turns the implant on. Amen. And Jonathan begins to hear his mother's voice for the first time as she turns to him and begins to tell him that she loves him and asks him if, she, if he can hear her. Amen. When she speaks to him, Jonathan, eight months old, like any eight-month-old baby, has his little binky in his mouth or whatever you call it. Everybody's got a different name for it. But whatever the little thing he's got in his mouth is pacifier. When she speaks to him and she says, Jonathan, can you hear me? I love you. It's mommy. All of a sudden, that little boy, eight months old, his life changes. His mind changes. His whole attitude changes. And the little pacifier drops out of his mouth. And the biggest smile you've ever seen comes across that baby's face. And joy spreads into his life as his mom says, did you hear that? 
millions of people have viewed that video. Last time I saw it, I don't know, it was over 3 million people that had seen that video. The mother holds his son in her arms and she is just elated at the fact that her child can hear her face lights up. Dad's face lights up. The baby's face lights up. And the doctor turns to the father and makes sure that he got it on video. He said, did you get that? Everybody that watches it says it's wonderful. It's absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. It's a tearjerker. Somebody said it touched my heart. Somebody else said it was just magical. Amen. And I began to think about this. The tragedy of not being able to hear in a very minimal way. My wife and I know what it is like. Our second son, Lucas, who's here tonight, we don't know exactly when it happened, but at some point, amen, in his childhood, he's still a child, but when he was younger, uh, we noticed after he had had an ear infection, my wife noticed a few months later that when she would speak to him, he would turn his head a certain way. He didn't used to do that before and so that went on for a while until finally we got him checked and I can't remember exactly what the percentage is but it's I think about 60 or 70 percent that he can't hear in one of his ears and so Lucas who is here tonight with me if you speak to him without his hearing aid on he will turn to be able to hear you better and I remember the moment when we got him his hearing aid and he could hear out of that ear good for the first time. Amen. And I remember when he said, it's so loud. (laughs) That's all. And he doesn't like wearing it because it's so loud. And I think he doesn't like wearing it because he doesn't want to listen to mom and dad tell him to clean his room. See, he's taking it off right now, aren't you? Amen. That's what I think, but that's just my opinion. A loss of hearing, amen, is a tragic thing. To have an ear infection is a tragic thing. To not be able to hear is a tragic thing. You know, we gather together here on Wednesday night. You will gather again uh, on Sunday and maybe other days of revival that you will have. uh, And we will do the things that Pentecostals do. We will pray and we will sing uh, and we will even laugh uh, and we will cry and we're going to share fellowship uh, and as good Pentecostals I'm sure that we're going to eat. Amen. But every single time, listen to me tonight, there is a moment that reigns supreme. It goes, it is greater than prayer. It is greater than singing. It is greater than laughter. It is greater than crying. It is greater than fellowship. It is that supreme moment when a man of God or a woman of God opens up the book of God and begins to share what is written in these sacred pages. There is nothing that compares to the moment when the Word of God is preached to your life. Let me just say something. I want to be clear. It is that moment when things can really change. I am thankful for everything else we do. I'm thankful for great choirs and good singing. I like good music. I like it all, Pastor Kyle. But let's not forget something. That's why I'm so happy with this crowd here tonight. Because you're out here on a Wednesday. You could be home. You could have found something else to do. But you understand that the power 
power of the word of God can transform your life. The power of the word of God can do something in you tonight that you've been waiting for. And the people said, Amen. I'm glad for everything else we do. I enjoy it. Amen. But there's nothing uh, like the Word of God. Uh, amen. The Bible lets us know in 1 Corinthians 1, it says, For the preaching of the cross uh, is to them that perish foolishness. Uh, amen. But to us uh, which are saved, uh, it is the power of God. God. Amen. It says in verse 21 that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Let me tell you something. Amen. When we come to church and the word is preached and we hear the word and we connect with the word that pleases God because he chose that method to save. He chose that method to deliver. He chose that method to bring his word, his mind and his thoughts to his people. Praise God. That's why if you have an ear infection spiritually it's very dangerous. Some of the symptoms of an ear, ear infection is inflammation and pain. They just can't handle it. I know it doesn't happen here in West Palm, but a little further south. Sometimes you preach and people just, they get inflamed, puff up. It hurts them a little bit. Their pride takes a ding. And man, you start talking about sin, you start talking about living right and doing right and being faithful. And you start talking about the things that God really wants us to mature and grow. And all of a sudden, I, I see people just swell up. What's the, they've got an ear infection. They, they can't hear quite right. And it just hurts them. A second symptom is tenderness to the touch. You've ever had an ear infection? Somebody just barely gets close to your ear and touches it. Man, you come out of your seat. That's, I've seen people that are spiritually tender. Not, not in the way you think. Tenderness to the touch. You, you got to walk on eggshells around them. You, you can't tell them like it really is. You've got to find 50 different ways to say one thing instead of being able to just say it. I hope I'm in a place, amen. I hope I'm in a place tonight where you say, Pastor, preach it to me just like I need to hear it. You don't need to baby me. You don't need to make it easy for me. You don't need to just kind of walk on eggshells around me. Pastor, tell me what I need to hear. Tell me what I need to do. I want to please God. And I don't want to have this little tenderness every time you talk to me. Come on, if he decides to preach about being faithful with your giving, you ought to say amen. So be it. Don't fight. Don't buck up. Don't fight against the word of God. Let the word of God come into your life. Amen. One of the symptoms is hearing changes. They, they can't hear quite right. What pastor preached tonight? I can't remember. Something out of the Bible. Amen. They hear. You ever talk to people and they hear what they want to hear? Oh, God. That happens all the time. I, I know. I preached to my church and later I talked to some of them. And what they got out of it is not what I gave to them. 
Like, how did you get that out of what I preached? And it's amazing when I preach about gossip, the biggest amens come from the gossipers. It blows my mind. I have never done it, and maybe I will before I die. But there will be one service, maybe Brother Sapp, where I'm going to say, I'm talking about you, sis. It's you. It's you, honey. You talk about giving, and those that don't tithe and don't give, amen, pastor, people need to give. I'm like, come on, buddy, when's the last time you filled out an envelope? Their hearing changes. Amen. They hear what they want to hear. Amen. You talk about forgiveness. They're the ones that need to forgive somebody else, but they won't do that. They're thinking about everybody else that needs to ask them for forgiveness. Amen. Your hearing changes. You know what else happens? You get nauseous and you vomit. What's that? Rejection. You can't even digest it. Amen. Uh, the word comes uh, and you can't digest it because you don't want to hear what you're hearing. I know this doesn't happen. This is just, I'll move on in a bit. Uh, I just want to help you for a moment. Amen. Every word is established. Every word is settled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall not pass away. Every little bit of the word that is preached to your life uh, is good for you. It's necessary. You need to, you need to, amen, eat the word, digest the word, apply the word to your life. Don't reject it. Amen. Don't spew it out of your mouth, but say, oh God, I need this. It might hurt a little bit, but I need it. It might be uncomfortable, but I need it. I need you to talk to me because I can't keep living the way I've been living. I need a change. I need a renewal. I need a refreshing. You know, you know what else happens with people that have an ear infection? They can't walk right. They get dizzy. They have imbalance. They have something called vertigo sometimes. Amen. That's what happens when you can't hear the word right. Amen, when you come, and, and I don't want to get on anybody's case, but if you're in church and you're checking social media 50 times, amen, and you're making your shopping list for tomorrow, and you're checking how you're doing on Fortnite, young people, amen, and you're checking all this and all that, and you're trying, and you don't, you can't hear, then when you get out there in this world and you try and walk, you're not going to know what's right and what's left, and you're not going to know how you're supposed to behave. And what you're supposed to do because you're just not hearing the way you should be hearing. Amen. You guys are in three weeks of revival. I'm telling you right now, every word that these preachers are going to preach is for your benefit. It's for your good. It's for your growth. It's for your perfection. And if you will open up your heart unto the word of God, it will transform your life. Amen. When there is preaching, there is a demonstration. Paul spoke in Athens, tried to convince people that the sign that they had that said to the unknown God, he tried to convince them 
that that God was almighty God. Amen. And he, he did not achieve anything. He didn't get one convert, not one miracle. There was no revival. There was, there was nothing positive that happened. And so the next place that he went was Corinth. And this is what he wrote to the Corinthians. He said, in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Titus 1.3 says, but he hath in due times manifested his word through preaching which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. I know I'm probably for many of you sermon 2573 you've been to church a lot of times maybe you grew up in this thing I don't know how many preachers you know how many lessons you've heard but let me tell you something right now your life blood, your survival, your growth, amen, your perseverance, everything that you're going to accomplish in your walk with God will be due to open up your heart to God's word and letting God's word have its effect in your life. <coughs> I, I am not tonight pronouncing curses by no means. But there is a portion of the Bible in Deuteronomy 27. I won't read it all. But it was a word of correction. And that is not what I'm doing tonight. I'm talking to you about the effectiveness of the word, the power of the word, what is in the word. But in Deuteronomy 27, you can read it all the way. Verse 15 through verse 26. Amen. The word would come forth. Amen. And this is the type of thing that would happen. Verse 15, Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image, an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and put it in a secret place. It says this, And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. And the verse 16, the same thing happens. Amen. He, he pronounces another word and says, and all the people shall say, amen. Verse 17, again, and all the people shall say, Amen. All the way. Verse 18. And the people shall say Amen. And it goes all the way down to verse 26. And this is what God is establishing in every one of these verses from verse 18 through verse 26. A word is being pronounced and the people respond by saying Amen. When Pastor Kyle preaches in this pulpit, when Brother Herring comes to preach, or when Brother Luke Levine comes to preach, and they're pouring out their guts and their heart and they've prayed and they've fasted and they studied and they're putting everything out all their virtue all the word that they have amen let me tell you what needs to happen in this place all the people need to say and all the people say you know why you know what amen means amen means so be it. I don't know if this stuff's safe to walk on. God will protect me. Amen. Amen means so be it. Or it is established. Amen. It's a way of us. Let's use modern vernacular. It's when we say, that's right. Amen. 
That's what amen means. It means so be it. It is established. That's right. But when you say it, you're saying it, so be it unto me. So be it fulfilled in me. I want that to happen in me. I want God to do that in me. So when you say amen, you're not just feeling five seconds of a Pentecostal service. You're saying, God, I want that. I want it in me. I want it on me. I want it in my life. And all the people said, amen. You may be seated for a moment. They came together as one man. Unity. They came together before the Watergate. And that's not President Nixon. That's the Watergate of the city of Jerusalem. I love what this, these people did. Watch this. The preacher didn't come with the Bible. The people told the preacher, go get the book. Oh, pastor, I'm waiting for that day. I'm waiting for that day where the people say, hey, pastor, could you go get the word and just preach to us a bit? Not, not the attitude of, I go, oh man, we got to go to church or we got to do that. We... No, no. The Bible says they came to Ezra and they said, hey, go get the book. Go get the book of the law and, 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 and bring it to us. And we want to hear the word. Bring us the law of Moses, the law that God has given. And all those that could understand, men and women, it was the first day of the seventh month. Seven is God's number. Amen. This was God's month for his people. We're going to do something here on the first day. The Bible says from dawn until midday. I've got myself a timer right here to make sure that I don't preach longer than I need to tonight. Amen. But in that day, they preached from dawn until midday all day long. And the Bible says that Nehemiah stood behind a pulpit of wood. That's not some modern idea. It's a in the Bible. He stood above the people. The platform's not some modern idea. It's in the Bible. And he would preach and they would say amen, amen. And he would read from the law and they would say amen and amen. And he would say God is good and the people would say amen and amen. God is a healer. Amen and amen. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amen and amen. And all the people said And that's good enough right there. Like Brother Dross says, that's good all by itself. But God showed me something. And I'm going to need some help here. Because here's what's amazing. I've been to services where the preacher preached on healing. But I was sitting there and I didn't need healing. Right? So I'm like, all right. That was a good one. I'm going to support him. I'll pray for the others that are sick. But that really wasn't for me. Oh, don't act like I'm the only one. All of you proud, all those sprouted angels wings all of a sudden. Maybe, maybe all of a sudden the pastor starts preaching on marriage and your marriage is good. And so you're sitting there going, 
well, I guess I can just kind of check out of this service because he's not really preaching to me. I mean, I, I know he who he's preaching to, uh, uh, but he's not preaching to us. We're good. You know, we, we, we ain't fighting. We're, we're behaving. I took her out on a date, gave her flowers and chocolate. We're good. I, I'm good. I can just check out of this service. He's not really preaching to me. Amen. And maybe he just decides that it's time to preach a good Acts 2.38. Amen. And, and a salvation message. And all you saved folks been saved since Jesus came. Amen. Uh, you say, well, I've already heard that, Pastor. Amen. I already know all those scriptures by heart. I, I don't really need that. I know those the new folks need to, new, need to hear that for being born again. But I, I, I've been in church. I'm fourth generation Pentecostal preacher, Brother Sapp. Amen. You don't need to preach Acts 2.38 to me. I already know what's going on. And this is what happens sometimes. Amen. And the preacher, the pastor is pouring out his heart. Amen. And we're just kind of going through the motions because we do not understand what stands with the word, what is with the word every single time it is preached. So I'm going to show you in the next few moments. This is amazing to me because the Bible does not add anything that doesn't need to be in the word and it tells us Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood which they had made for the purpose and then it gives us this long list of names of men it says, and beside him stood Mattathiah and Shema and Aniah and Urijah and Hilkiah and Messiah and on his right hand and on his left hand Padiah, Mishael, Malkiah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah and Meshulam. Here's what I want you to understand. The entire time that Ezra was preaching the word, the entire time that he was speaking the word of God at his right and at his left, amen, there were men standing there were things that were standing with the word. There was promises that were standing with the word. There was blessings that were standing with the word. Well, if you just read their names, you wouldn't know what was standing with the word. But if you study their names, you will know what flows every single time the word of God is preached. Amen. I, I need some of these guys to come help me. First one there on the end. Come on up here. One of you. Run up here. Amen. This guy, his name is Mattathiah. We're going to run through this quick. And listen to me, bud. You're, you're going to be on my right hand. So you stay right here. You're the first one on the list. You know what stands with the word of God? You know what Mattathiah's name, name means? His name means gift of Jehovah. Amen. So whenever there's preaching going on, God's gifts are standing right beside him. Amen. Maybe you need a gift of faith. Maybe you need a gift of healing. Maybe you need a little miracle. Maybe you need a little blessing. It's in every preaching. It's in every teaching. The gifts of God stand with the word of God.
Come on, somebody. You ever come to church, amen, and you just needed a gift from God? Things weren't going so good, and all of a sudden the preacher starts preaching something about Acts 2.38, and you go, man, I thought he was going to preach to me. I needed a gift. Oh, nobody listen to me. The gifts of God stand with the Word of God. It does not matter what Ezra's preaching. Mattathiah is standing next to him. The gift of God is standing next to him. Amen. God gives. What, what, what did Jesus say? He said, if thou being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven I mean, know how to give the gift of the Holy Ghost to those that need it? The gifts of God are in every single preaching. That's why, listen, listen to me. You think the devil's fighting you. The devil's not fighting you. The devil is fighting the word getting in you. That's what he's afraid of. When the seed was planted, the Bible says the birds came down to snatch away the seed. They did nothing to the earth. They just snatched away the seed. Amen. He wants you to think there are no gifts. He wants you to think it's all over. He wants you to think that you're not going to be blessed. He's wanting you to think you're not going to get that job. He's wanting you to think you're not going to make it. He's wanting you to think you're going to lose your house. But the gifts of God are here tonight. As I'm preaching this word, the gifts of God are are floating in this place tonight. What do you have need of? The gifts of God are here. Hey man, I need the next guy. Come on up. This man is Shema. Oh, you look like a Shema. Come on up here. Right up here on the right. You know what your name means? His name means sound of God. Amen. Sound of Jehovah to hear or listen to attentively. That's what's here tonight. Amen. You got a burden. You got a problem you're walking through. You got a storm you're trying to survive. You got all hell broke loose against you. God can hear you tonight. The sound of God is here tonight. Amen. To hear attentively is here tonight. God's ear is in every preaching. God's voice is in every preaching. Shema is here. Mattathias is here. I can't tell you the amount of times I've walked into church and I've just said, God, I just need you to hear to me tonight. I need you to know what I'm going through. Nobody else knows. But oh God, if you can hear me, I'm crying out to you. I'm telling you, he's here tonight. <laughs> Come on, next one. Ha. This man's name is Aniah. You know what Aniah means? Stand right next to Shema there. Your names are all changing after this service. Praise God. You go change your driver's licenses. Only cost 50 bucks at the courthouse. Amen. Aniah. You know what his name means? It means Jehovah has answered. Ha <laughs> You got a cool one, didn't you? All right. He's all happy. He's like, hey, I got a cool one. Jehovah. You're the, listen to this. You can go everywhere now and say, I'm the answer. Somehow I just... Jehovah has answered. You can go to a counselor all you want to. 
You can tell, take 12 weeks of whatever you want to. Amen. You can go to the doctor. I brought my son here tonight. He's sick. It was very easy for me to just say, baby, just stay home. And you know what? It, it would have been okay. You wouldn't have condemned me and I wouldn't have felt bad about it either. Amen. But I do know something. I know God's got some answers when nobody else has answers. I know God knows better than the doctor. And God knows better. Amen. Than the counselor. And God knows better than the psychiatrist. Amen. Let me just tell you something right now. Amen. When my wife and I, we face a struggle, we can't run to the church because we got to support them and we got to strengthen them. Who do we run to? We run to the one that's got the answers. We run to the one that knows. Amen. He knows better than anybody else. You need some answers tonight. The answers of God are here. I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. You just need an answer. You just need to know that God knows that he knows and he knows where you're at. And he's going to give you some guidance. And he's going to tell you what you need to hear. Because the answers of God are in every single preaching. Come on, somebody. Have you ever been listening to a preaching and he wasn't preaching about what you were needing, but all of a sudden God spoke an answer to your life and you said, oh God, thank you. That's just what I needed. Amen. Because that's what stands with the word. Come on up, Uriah. Uriah. His name means, I like this one, Jehovah is my fire. Come on, that's a good one. He thought he was cool till you walked up. Jehovah is my fire. He is my flame. Amen. He is my light. The flame of Jehovah. Amen. I'm so glad that when we come to church, there is fire in our preaching. This is not a discourse. This is not a lecture. It is the craziness, the foolishness of preaching that saves people. I mean, just, just for one second, have you ever thought about how nuts it is what we do? I mean, really, have you ever thought about it? You show up, I scream at you for an hour, and then people get delivered from drugs and alcohol, marriages are put back together, people repent, they talk in tongues. And their lives are completely changed. Have you ever thought about how crazy that is? Try it at home and see if it'll work the same. It ain't going to work. Go yell at your wife for an hour. And see if she changes. She ain't going to change. Your face will be rearranged, but she is not going to change. Go go anywhere. Amen. Go, go to, the, go to the, your landlord and yell at him for an hour about why you ain't got to pay rent. And see if you're not going to pay rent. Not only will you have to pay rent, he will probably call the cops on you and evict you. It doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. I've tried to figure it out all my life. It does not make any sense, Pastor. But, but that's what happens. Four or five hundred people walk into this place. Amen. And there's fire in the preaching. The flame of Jehovah is there. And it burns through sin. And it burns through everything. And it gets to the heart of the matter. And people are saved and delivered and healed. Because the fire of God is in every single preaching
I got to hurry up. Come on up. I like this one. His name is Hilkiah. Come on. I know you don't like your name now, but come on up here. His name is Hilkiah. You know what his name means? My portion is Jehovah. My portion. Hallelujah. And you look like you're the double portion. Praise God. Don't worry. So do I. Come on. We know what it's like for life to beat us up. We know what it's like. Anybody know what it's like to save money for one thing and then have to spend it on an emergency? You about lose your Holy Ghost, right? You've been saving and saving, and all of a sudden all four tires go flat, and you just had a bad day, and, and it's just not been how it needs. But you walk in, and you've lost everything. I've watched people, amen, I've watched people lose a loved one. I've watched I, one of the most tragic things that ever happened in our church was the death of a 42-year-old 40, man named Guillermo. Lost, we lost him to cancer, amen, and I yelled at God. I was so mad at God. I told God, God, why do you take the good ones and leave the bad ones? What's going on? And, and I'm sorry, but that's just how I talked to God that day. I was upset, and I didn't understand it. But I walked into church on Sunday. 32 family members, I mean, from that man's family were in church. They would have never been in church otherwise. And some of them are still in church. Sometimes you can lose everything, but he's still our portion. He's still our portion. You might not have anything tonight, but you got more than you think you've got because your portion is Jehovah. Come on up. Hey, man. This is my Messiah, not Messiah. My Messiah. His name means God works. <laughs> the work of Jehovah. Amen. He works. When you know, there's that song, even though you can't feel him, he's working. Come on. Come on. Even though he's working. Amen. He's working. He never stops working. And now, amen. You're going through hell at home. He never stops working. You brought it to church. He never stops working. Amen. Hallelujah. You need a miracle. He never stops working. Oh, come on, somebody. He never stops. He never stops working. Praise God. I've got the gift of Jehovah with me tonight. I've got the sound of Jehovah with me tonight. I've got the answers of God with me tonight. I've got the flame of God with me tonight. I've got the portion of God with me tonight. And I've got the works of God with me tonight through one thing, the preaching of the word of God. Give me five minutes and I'll finish. I need them to come up quick. You guys are just going to have to run up. Any men that want to help me, I need, I need a padaya up here. Come on, padaya. That's right. Come on up here, Mishael. Run on up here. One of you, Mishael. Come on. This is good. Malchiah. I just need you guys to get up here. I need one more. Malchiah. Come on up here. Man with the vest on. You look like a Malchiah to me. Amen. Hashum. Come on. Some of these guys up here. Hashum. Come over here. Amen. Hashbadana. Oh, you look like a Hashbadana. Amen. Playing them drums. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, no, no. You guys are on the wrong hand. Come on. Get on my right. You guys are all on the left in the order I called you in. Amen. Where's Hashbadana? All right. <laughs> I like that one. So I got Padaya. There's Padaya. And I got Mishael and Malkiah. Ah, uh -huh. yeah, you are Malkiah. All right. 
I got Hashum and Hashbadana. I need a Zechariah. Where's the Zechariah? There he is. Come on. Zechariah. And I need a Meshulam. Hey, man, bring me a Meshulam. Come on. Are you feeling it? You don't even know what your name is yet, but you're feeling it. Amen. All of you guys could be horrible names, but you ran up here because you thought if they were that good, we got to be good too, right? I don't have time to take like I want to. I could spend five minutes on each one. But I'm going to show you what else is with us. Because on the right hand, you will see God's power. That's what we've seen. The gifts, the sound, his answers, the fire, the portion, the works. Amen. It's the right hand of power. That's why they were on the right hand of Ezra. Because the right hand of God is the right hand of power. Amen. The right hand of the word is the right hand of power. But Padiah. Amen. You know what his name means? His name means. Jehovah has ransomed he bought me back I don't deserve to be saved but I'm saved I should be lost but I'm not lost I should be in jail but I'm saved I'm playing the piano amen I'm singing I'm teaching Sunday school I'm playing the drums amen I'm working for God I'm preaching I'm teaching I'm winning the lost and the devil doesn't know what to do with me because we were not a people but now we are a people we had not obtained mercy but now we've obtained mercy how many ransom folks are here tonight how many redeemed folks are here tonight you've been bought by the blood you don't deserve to be here but you're here because Jesus ransomed you there is redemption in every preaching. There is ransom in every preaching. Amen. There's salvation in every preaching because Padiah stands with the word of God. Next to him is Michelle. Give me five, Michelle. His name means Jehovah. It means this. Who is almighty like our God? You like that one? Who is almighty like our God? In other words, there's just nobody else like him. There's nobody else that can do for you what almighty God can do for you. I don't know what you walked in here fighting this week. I don't know how Monday and Tuesday have been. And I don't know what you're facing tomorrow. Amen. But God almighty is here. And there is nobody like him. There is nobody as strong as he is. There is nobody as powerful as he is. You know what Malchiah means? This is awesome. It means a king appointed by Jehovah. Uh, yeah, you really like it. Put the crown on his head. Don't mess with me, devil, because I'm not just anybody. Amen. I, I'm a child of the king, and he's the king of kings. Every Have you ever... I, I need to quit. We're all right. Hey, man, it's summer. I'm going to get in trouble. You'll never invite me back. Watch this. I, I really am going to finish. Musicians, not you, Hashbadan. I'm sorry. You're going to have to stay here. Just don't, don't come up yet. Watch this. You ever been in a service where all of a sudden God's royalty hits you? You know what I'm talking about? Where you can't just worship like normal. Where you close your eyes and you can see the throne. 
Come on, anybody ever been there? I've been there. Where you just close your eyes, you, you, you don't care who the next here. You just kind of get lost because the king is coming. Amen. The king is here. Oh, see, see, you didn't know why that was. It's because the word is in the house. It's because the word is being preached. And when the word is preached, amen, the king is there. Amen. And he appoints what he wants to appoint and does what he wants to do. And then next to him, you have Hashum. Which means in which means this. Watch this. Enriched by God. Anybody need some enriching? Come on. Anybody ever been when you've been running, rubbing two dimes together hoping you can make it? Amen. You need some enriching. God is here. He can bless you beyond measure. Amen. It can pour over in your life. Next to him is Hashbadana. You know what his name means? It means God is a considerate judge. Yeah. Watch this. You ever backslid a bit? Oh, no, y'all, y'all saints up here. You ever backslid a bit? And you walked into church with the tail between your legs knowing you did wrong. Your attitude wasn't right. You knew you messed up. You knew you stained yourself. You knew that you were not in a good place. You knew you needed forgiveness. How awesome is it when you walk in, they start singing a song, pastor starts preaching, and God starts telling you, I'm a considerate judge. I'm a considerate judge. Amen. It's okay. Come on up here. We'll take care of that. We're not going to let you go home the same way you came. It's in every time the word is preached. Amen. Then the next one over. Amen. Zechariah, his name means, his name means Jehovah has remembered. Amen. Jehovah has remembered. He remembers me. He knows who I am. He knows where I live. He knows what I'm going through. Amen. Jehovah has remembered me. And the last one, his name means, and the musicians can come, his name means friend and ally of Jehovah. Oh, see, we sing it. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. No, no, you don't get it. No, 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 no. He's your ally. You know what allies are for? When somebody comes to fight against you. Allies are for when somebody comes to take you down. They step right up next to you. Amen. Now, now I'm going to finish with this as they get ready because I know i got to wrap this up. Here's what you've got to understand. All right, here's what happens. I, I got to show you this, and I'm going to close, and I'm going to get out of here. Here's what happens. You came to church tonight, right? And, and you're, you, you, I don't know what you've been through. Maybe you had a good day at your job. Maybe you didn't. Maybe things are good, going good at home. Maybe they're not. I have no clue what you're going through. But here you did. You came to church. You sat in seat 110. Amen. And row 2, 110 in the middle because you're a front row Joe. Amen. And all hell's broke loose against you. And, and you're not doing so hot. But when you look, you got the gifts of God up there. You got God's, the sound of God. You got the flame of God. You've got, amen. Uh, I, I, I 
need my list down here is what I need, Brother Kyle. Amen. You got it all. You got it. The, the, the God has ransomed. God's almighty. He's a king. He's a prince. Amen. It's all right there. Everything that I just preached to you. He's got the answers. Amen. He's, he's got everything that I need. He's going to enrich me. Amen. And, and here's the thing. So you're in church and things ain't going so well. You're having a hard time lifting up that hand. You're having a hard time lifting up that voice. You're having a hard time getting with it because life just has a way. Amen. Amen. But here's what happens. You're going through that service and all of a sudden you're hearing it and you start raising your hand and you start feeling God. Here's what I want you to understand. What we read in Deuteronomy and what we read in Nehemiah chapter 8. All of that stands with the word of God. That is here every single time the word is preached. Every time the word is opened, all of that stands with God. And here's what happens. You're standing down here. You've got all kinds of things going on. Amen. But all of a sudden, amen, the preacher says something and you shout to the top of your lungs, amen. I believe it. Amen. It's for me. Amen. Amen. I believe it. I believe the word. I believe what they're saying. Come on, somebody stand with me. Here's what happens when you shout amen. The gifts of God run to you. When you shout amen, the sound of God runs to you. When you shout amen, the answers of God come. When you shout amen, the fire of God comes. When you shout amen, the portion of God comes. When you shout amen, the work of God comes. When you shout amen, God ransoms you. He's almighty. He's a king. He forgives you. He saves you. He works for you. He fights for you. Would you come to this altar right now? Raise your hands up towards heaven. And shout amen. Whatever you need from God. Whatever you need from God. Do you need some healing? Do you need some deliverance? Do you need some fire? Do you need some answers? Whatever you need, it's here tonight, right now. And the people said amen. And the people said amen. Come on, that's it.
going to do something real quick. I want you to understand something. We're going to pray, and God's going to lose everything he needs to lose in this place. I have faith right now. You say it's a Wednesday night. doesn't matter. I just preach the word, and all those things stand with the word. Listen, they don't even have to stand with me. They stand with the word. But you know that every single book in the New Testament, except for three, ends with one word. Amen. There's only three books that don't end with amen. James, the book of Acts, and I can't remember the third. But they all end with amen. Why? Because what God wants is for you to say, so be it. So be it unto me. I want that. I need that. Does anybody have a need tonight? Raise a hand if you got a need. Now I want you to raise both hands towards heaven. And we're going to pray a prayer right now and God's going to lose everything that he needs to lose right here. Hallelujah. But you got to shout unto God. You got to say amen. And you got to say so be it unto me. Do it in my life. Do it for me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on right now. By the power of the word of God. Amen. In the power of the name of Jesus. Right now, loose upon this church every blessing that they need. Every healing that they need. Every blessing, oh Lord. Everything that they need right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive it. Say so be it. Amen. 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 So be it unto me. So be it unto me. Even when Way maker, miracle worker. 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 Way maker, miracle worker.
Jesus. 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 you for your word God thank you for your word 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 I don't think it will ever be the same for me when I hear a preacher preach I don't care what he's preaching on, what the subject is. I'm just going to look up at that preacher, and I'm going to see on his right side the gift of God, the hearing of God, all them other things. And then on this side, the redemption of God, the royalty of God. And while I'm hearing that word, I'm going to know that all of that is wrapped up in that word. And somewhere's in that message, I'm going to make sure I hire out. Somewhere's in that message, I'm going to make sure I holler out. Thank you, Pastor Crosley, for that word. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for delivering that word. My, my, my. I believe the flames of revival are still burning. And I can't wait for this coming Sunday. Brother Josh Heron is here on Father's Day. A few years ago, Brother Heron preached on Mother's Day for us. We baptized 28 mothers on that day. How many of y'all believe we can baptize some fathers on this coming Father's Day? Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm going to tell you, it's word like tonight that puts faith in the church to believe God for anything. For anything. My Lord have mercy. Well, you got something to take you home with you. And I know one thing for sure. You're glad you came. I'm glad I came to the house of God tonight to hear this word. Let's be praying between now and Sunday. Let's believe God for a mighty move. Listen, listen to me. We cannot let Sunday be a religious day for or just a what am I looking for just a, a holiday or a, a ritual of Father's Day so y'all know what I'm talking about we can't let that old spirit walk in we gotta walk in here on Sunday and have church we gotta bring the power of God down in this place so that some fathers lives can be changed and they can be biblical dads and biblical husbands or biblical young men amen what? What? 
God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.